Welcome to the Extreme BPM. We do this Tuesdays and Fridays where we talk to people that make the music. Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. East African time, we get to, you know, talk to people that make the music. The music you listen in between Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. During that hour, at, then at the end of the day, that is Tuesdays and Fridays, we hang out with any of the artists that have been featured on the on the show then, okay? And this time around, we are talking to Gia. She's on the show today. She has a new album that we're going to be talking about later on. The album has an interesting title, Call for a Snack. Yes. Call for a Snack. Interesting title for the album. We shall talk about why that happened. But, uh, you know, uh, Gia, you're on the show today. And uh, where are you hanging out with me today from? I'm in Uganda. Where are you at right now? I, I'm in Finland. He's so, Finland. Yeah, that's why I have the northern lights. I'm, I'm calling from the north. <laughs> and he's the fun fact. We all have the same time. Yes, that was so amazing. I didn't know that. Like, how can that be possible? <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part. I didn't know because I was like, yo, when, when we were setting up this and I said, okay, let me check, make sure sure that when you said you're available after three hours like okay let me check the time let me check the time what time is it for me then yeah i realized it's the same time so i was like oh, okay perfect so yeah <laughs> that's so funny so funny welcome to the show how are you doing thank you very much i'm i'm doing very well um mm. i'm i have like album release concert tomorrow oh, with nice. very limited audience because of the covid restrictions but um i've been practicing and getting ready and i'm excited yeah that is interesting so you have an album so you're going to be performing for the people this new album that uh, that uh, you have out called for a snake but uh, yes. let's start let's start off you know you've done uh, many amazing things you've been you've your your work has been featured in netflix netflix films and all that but first let's get into how you got started into music how did you how did music get started for you well, I actually did make music when I was very young, like a, like a pupil, maybe six, seven years. And I was put to this very serious classical music training by my parents. <laughs> and I, I didn't do so well. So instead of learning the technique, I always came there with my own song. Mm. And my, my teacher didn't like that at all. So <laughs> he was very upset that I didn't follow the program. But my school teachers liked that more. So I was making songs for school uh, events already when I was a kid. But then I, I forgot it, like this whole passion of mine. Maybe it was killed by the piano teacher. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I, I didn't become like a classical piano player or anything like that. Also, my songwriting days like took a long break. Yeah. And then I, I was in a, in a relationship that was not good. I was in a really bad place and very broken. And there was all kind of violence and happening there. And then I found songwriting again as an escape from that relationship oh, so that's okay. how it happened so you try to run away from song songwriting because you are you're a storyteller you like you like telling stories in your songs even when i when i was listening to call for a snake i see there is it's a cohesive project that you can you can actually play it and it will end and you think you're listening to one long song right yeah yeah thank you very much thank you very much yes yeah. so you you are trying to hide away from storytelling and then you again found your way back into storytelling through uh, mm -hmm. having, yes. having some dark 
spots in your life with, with the relationship you are in. So the storytelling did it happen when you got out of the relationship, or you decided to write while you're going, well, as you are trying to figure it out? Yeah, I, I was actually probably trying to impress my current man <laughs> with the songwriting, but but it backfired. He hated it, <laughs> so he didn't like it. But once I started it, it was like uh, I couldn't stop it. So I would write secretly, use all my days with big piano and the songs just started to come and come. And when I left that relationship, I decided to get them produced and, and recorded. And like my first album is all about that process. Some songs were written during that relationship and some after. During that time when you're writing like something so sen- sensitive, like you're going through a rough uh, path with uh, a violent relationship, uh, how mm-hmm. how do you approach that when you're going to write a song? How do you approach that? Yeah, so so I feel like I'm not really writing the songs, but more like channeling. So I can have a strong emotion, um, but when I go to the piano, it's like the music comes through me and the lyrics come through me. So I don't really make like decision that now I will write about heartbreak or now I will write about nature. It just kind of happens. And sometimes I don't even understand myself at first that what is this song about? Like it can be really abstract for me as well. I think that is that is interesting. So what was the name of the first album that, you know, had that experience? Uh, butterflies. Interesting. Butterflies are supposed to be beautiful things, right? Yes, butterflies are beautiful things. And I think it turned out um, as a beautiful album. And a lot of people experienced the music as healing, which was a big surprise for me since I was so broken. But maybe the, the music was given to first to heal me and then heal others. So that's how I see it. You have that as your first album, Butterflies, and which is available on DSPs. Guys, go check that out, okay? And uh, that is coming in from Gear. That is G A G E A. You'll get that first that that album. So along the along this journey of you making music, you you t- tell me how you started. You you're writing, you're painting this. You're writing about your experiences and all that. Then how do you start getting your music into films? Because writing for film is a different. It's like a whole different thing. You don't approach it the same way as you're writing, uh, like what you would do for a normal album that is for consumption. Yeah. So actually what happened was that a lot of people commented that the songs are very cinematic and my my sound is very original and it would be good for film and TV. And then I kind of set it as a goal that maybe get some of my music there. But it then happened actually very surprising way that actually um, there was an agency in California, United States that was sending my CDs to the radio stations in, in the States. And one of the radio station um, hosts, he was also a music supervisor. So he he made those decisions with songs, go to the movies and TV shows. And he contacted me and asked if he can use my music in, in TV series. So it kind of happened via via unexpected way. How does this feel you, when you're writing an experience about what you've gone through and you're, you're channeling mm-hmm. all that in order to find some healing for yourself and then people receive this with a way different reception people fall in love with the songs people want to use the songs for for, for films how does that make you feel it feels very very good and i feel very humble and i i feel like i am in the service um for for people and this is like a 
service profession that that I need to serve people with with this gift I have. And then I'm always, if I'm honest, I'm really surprised that my music is good enough <laughs> for, for somebody who, who hears a lot of music. So also with this album, I have been very, very overwhelmed that it's getting so good reviews. So it's always a really big surprise for me that the music is actually valued and appreciated. I'm a humble person, I guess. <laughs> I think I think you're, you're being too humble because you. Let me tell you something, guys. You don't do not take her word for it. Do not take. Do not think that the, her music is anywhere less than less than uh, as amazing as we described it as we were starting this. Because the album, I you know, there are few albums. Uh, even when you go to this currently 2021 20, right now, there are few albums. Even when you go back to three four years, where you just play an album. And don't, you don't even get time to check what song is playing, but it, it just keeps playing. And then all of a sudden you check on your playlist and it's almost towards the end of the song. Yeah. So, thank you very much. So Great to hear. Yeah. So you, I, I don't, why do you feel like, is it because of the, the piano teacher that told you weren't good at that made you kind of hate doing music that you feel like sometimes what you're doing is not that good enough? Yeah, I think I think it's it's many things like I have been struggling with self-esteem in all areas of life my entire life and I've been in therapy for for it like I had a little bit rough upbringing and my parents had their own problems so maybe they didn't give that much love and warmth so then then you kind of um grow up a little bit like a weaker person in terms of self-esteem and self-worth and also this music was such a big dream that I didn't ever think it would be possible um, none of these things like it is it is so competitive and everybody wants to make music and it's very like unlikely that you will actually succeed in music it's a very tough area yeah but you've managed to make some success out of it yes that's true that's true i'm very grateful for that yeah <laughs> and too <laughs> and too humble for that <laughs> yeah thank you yeah thank you. yeah but uh you know guys the album is called that we're going to be talking about later on is uh you know is what is what is out right now so so when you moved from this music be trying to be used in movies because it was used in a Netflix film that uh, that mm -hmm. is a series, sorry, not even film. I have to put some, mm -hmm. some respect on that. It was a Netflix series mm -hmm. that is Happy Jail. Uh, yes. And then you've won some awards at festivals. Talk to me about some of the awards you've won at, at film festivals because of the music you've made and uh, from that album, Butterfly. Butterflies. Yeah, so, so yes, so a couple of the music uh, has been on, on film festivals and like the song Pink, um, won like a best soundtrack title in, in Italy. And then the song Alone won the, like among the feature films, actually, not just in a music video category, but among the feature films, it won the best editing um, in Hollywood, actually. So I got like a really cool Hollywood uh, award in my home for that. So that was really cool. Ah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, how, how when when you do certain things and uh, people start appreciating more than probably you would think they would, uh, this, does that you know spark the creativity in you, or do you first sit back and soak that in and uh, you know get that moment where you're like, I can't imagine, I can't, I never imagined this would happen. What, how what reaction do you usually get to when you get let's say awarded for any of the music you've done or when your music get gets picked uh, picked up for uh, a tv show how what is usually your reaction at that point 
It feels really unbelievable. Like when this music supervisor contacted me about the Netflix series, he sent an email like, I am your fan and I would like to sync your music to this series. Would you be open to it? And I I was already having heart attacks that he even knows that I exist. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot to take in that he's a fan. Mm. And and yeah, and then then and I always doubt everything like to the last minute, like is this going to really happen? And it was the same in Hollywood. It was a big award ceremony, people wearing gowns and some celebrities, and everybody was saying to me that I'm sitting in the winner's table because actually all the winners were um in the same table. We didn't know that, but they started to say since everybody from that table won. And I was thinking that, okay, this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm the only one in this table that doesn't win. (laughs) 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 And then when I did actually win, I I was so speechless. I was so happy that all I had to do was walk uh, there and receive the prize and smile. And they took some pictures and I didn't need to say anything because I don't think I would have said anything (laughs) 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 worth of listening. (laughs) So when you move from that, you know, do you, does that get to register within you that maybe what I'm doing is good and it's appreciated and I feel like, you know, did you start taking it more serious or how, what, what, was, your, what was your move ne- next after, you know, getting rewarded for mm-hmm. the music you made? Well, th- there is like a part of me that is taking this very seriously and like it's the priority in my life. I have ended my other career i have quit my job for this and i have put a lot of effort and but there is another part of me that who always wants to challenge like why are you focusing so much on this and are you even any good so i have like two sides (laughs) the positive and the negative i think it's great though when you get even awarded and you get and when your music gets Mm -hmm. appreciated especially when you make the music just as an escape route and you're like I want to channel mm-hmm. my pain. I want to put this down and get some healing and move on with my life. And people start appreciating that. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden you get success with that. So talk to me about, yeah. about the journey. Uh, when, you, when you win all these accolades, then how, does, how, how do you move on to come to make an album like, uh, like the one you have out right now, which is uh, Call for a Snack? Mm-hmm. I, I think it all started to like conflict because I had a completely different career. Um, how I earned money and that like in a corporate world. What were you doing and in the corporate was, world? Yeah, I was in the corporate slavery. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> well, well, anyways, did, did you have started a, really, yeah. Did you have a terrible boss? <laughs> uh, I, I think they are all terrible, sorry. <laughs> I even was a terrible person probably there. <laughs> the system makes you horrible. It's infinite man. Yeah. Well, yeah go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead with the so, music. Yeah, so it started to more and more conflict that I have this because I was I was actually a leader there and I was expected to be very committed and like sell my soul to the corporation. <laughs> and then I had this this like really big thing happening, this music career. And and I felt like I'm born for the music. And that started to be in a big conflict. And then I was kind of delaying it to the to the point where I was getting almost like physically sick. And then then I ended my job um, and it was I was really scared. Like, how do I make money now? And what happens now? Like, I have put a lot of time and effort to this wrong career and now I'm ending it. And um, after ending it, I started to write this album called For a Snake. So after I was free from the corporate. 
<laughs> Celebrity. <laughs> is, isn't it always amazing when you have a way out, when you feel, when one of your passions can can enable you get away from having to depend on a job and one of your talents or passion can even be able to give you a way out. Even if you're mm-hmm. not yet successful, but you know, actually I can do this and I'm happy about uh, doing this and I will probably survive doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So with Call for a Snake, uh, what was the concept? What were you trying to achieve on that album? Well, I never have like a concept in mind. I, I typically start to see the concept only when the album is ready. And it happened with Call for a Snake as well. So I just got a lot of songs through me after I quit my job that uh, summer uh, 2018 was extremely creative for me. It was a very hot summer here in Finland. We we don't typically get that that good weather, but it was a really, really good summer and I was feeling very free and these songs started to come through me. And I noticed that they are very spiritual, like the lyrics and and um, so on. But And I was like, before I quit my job, I, th- I had started a daily yoga, but I knew nothing about spiritual awakening or kundalini energy. Um, which is the same as snake, actually. And I even wrote this song called For a Snake, and I realized that it's about spiritual awakening, but I still didn't know anything about kundalini energy and how yoga is related to that. But then when we were recording the songs, I read about kundalini energy, and then I realized that, okay, this snake energy is actually about this inner wisdom we all have as part of our DNA or as part of our soul. It doesn't matter what your belief system is, my my music will fit it. (laughs) So (laughs) if you don't believe in spiritual things, you can see the snake as a DNA spiral including all the generational like information and being within you. So the basic message is that all the knowledge you need is within you. You just need to go inwards. Oh, yeah. And I think it's for people that usually look for validation outside because or even yes. a lot of things from the, what is outside of them, they don't know that they are enough for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So so Call for a Snake, interesting title. What, uh, what made you come up with the, such a title? It just came to me with this this uh, title song. I I like I said, like everything comes to me at once. So I was in my bedroom playing my keyboard, and this song "Call for a Snake" came, and the lyrics came as as they are. And then they, I just instantly knew that this is going to be the title. Call for and it. I'm I'm yeah, and I'm very happy with it. I think it's a cool title. Yeah, it, it gets your attention. You're like, call for a snake, okay? Yeah. All right, let me see what, what happens here now. All right, so that is, uh, that, is the ty- that is the album that is out uh, right now that you can get on all DSPs, guys. You'll enjoy the music. And before we got on for the interview, I told you about one of the songs that I, that you know, when the, inter- when the album was playing, mm-hmm. they, and, and I got to the song that is in... Uh, in your language mm-hmm. yes and it, it was playing and i kept saying uh, you know i kept enjoying along playing along and i was like so when it was almost ending i was like i need to play this song again so i opened up my phone uh, because my spotify was playing on the phone and i was doing some work and then i kept hearing i kept listening to the music and i was like what title of this song i couldn't get the title of the song because it's not in english so can you describe for the people the song that you know i was surprised when you told me what it means but let let the people mm-hmm. know what the song is and tell them what it means and then they will probably yeah. laugh at me but i'll tell them why i like it yeah 
So it's Jäähurteinen maa, and it means that I'm leaving the frozen land behind. So it's actually about um, a person who is too tired and 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 uh, can't return to their earth home anymore. So so they are leaving the earth form, meaning they are dying. So it's a song about death. It's it's a sad song. But I think you can you can interpret it the way where you want. You you don't need to take it so hard. But but that's what the, the lyric is also in Finnish very abstract. So not many Finnish people either link it to this because it doesn't say it directly that this person is dying. It's more saying that leaving the frozen land behind. Ah, okay. And then I co- I kept on going I, I kept playing it again but not knowing what it means and it actually comes in like towards the it, it's actually the last song on the album it's the 14th song mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, you uh, and and then you know another one that had me also is your hand in mine mm-hmm. yes what space were you in with that your hand in mine yeah so there is a story actually that my friend who is a bit of a, this kind of a Nordic witch type, <laughs> a little bit psychic. <laughs> so she said to me that um, your music is not important only for the people who are here, but also to the ones who are no longer here. And then she said that this is like a channeled message, uh, like it was not her own words. And then I was thinking like, what are now the people who are not here wanting to say through me? And they wanted to say that that this your hand in mine. So basically that we are never alone, but the people who um, love us, they are always with us, regardless of which dimension they are in. Yeah. So it's actually a very beautiful, soothing message wow. that your past past love, loved ones are still part of you. Oof. How long does it take you to th- when when you when you're writing? How long does it take you to put these songs together? It happens very fast. So so like brightness of stars. Um, I woke up one morning and I just sang it to my phone, and it was an entire song already from beginning to the end. So so it was like it, how maybe it's like three and a half minutes long song. So that was three and a half minutes. Um, and I got like a ready song from from the universe when I woke up. So sometimes it happens like that. Um, sometimes I do more like try to tweak it, but I often feel like um, the original version is is the best one that I got get like immediately. So either like I'm not like some people can be quite methodolo- methodological that if I would sit with the piano I will write five songs, or if somebody would order like I would be needing to write them song about a tree uh, that wouldn't happen because I can't really control my method it either comes uh, out of its own free will the song or it doesn't come so, so I can't really decide that now I will write this kind of song also oh, it's, it's kind of magic <laughs> so for you it's spontaneous it just happens you like yeah it just happens no, no. and it's very fast like in a couple of minutes everything comes but then it's amazing that it just happens that fast because for some people sometimes yes. when when some musicians come and say you know when i was doing this uh, this song i just went in the studio and i just laid it down people don't believe that they're like but this there are mm-hmm. some intricate messages in there how did how do those just come out yeah yeah it's it's difficult to explain it just happens but um i have also got an, another song in a dream like a full i even see the chords and i i see the drum beat and 
And then when I woke up, I was thinking that I'm pretty sure that the chords don't fit the melody, that I'm not that talented, that I could just like sing a, sing a melody in my head and see exactly the right chords. But they were exactly right. So I got it like the song, it was everything was correct and 100% like finished. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's... It's, it's a miracle every time it happens. And uh, so, guys, the song is called for a snake. The album is called for a snake that is available right now. Yes. And uh, if you, if people want to check you out and follow you and follow your journey, and uh, how can they do that? What are your socials and where can you send yes. them? Yes. So, so um, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, you can find me Gea Music Official, and then my web page is um, geaofficial.com. So, but sometimes um, you need to put like the album name or something. For instance, Spotify doesn't always find the artist. So then you put Gea Call for a Snake. And also if you Google, you will find, find with that Gea Call for a Snake, you will find all my, all my channels. Yeah, yeah. I think the website is usually a better option then. They would rather go to yeah. geaofficial.com, right? Geaofficial.com, yes. Yeah. Everything is there. So once again, thank you so much. Before we ha- we get out of here, how which song do we play? We are which two songs do we play off the album? Um, well, I think "Truth Between the Lies" is very interesting, and then "You Are Up." You're up because is, that's very I, uplifting. Yes, I, I like that one too. Yeah, when I was when, when yeah. I was streaming, yes, "You Are Up" is also another yeah. another one. It's so yeah, good one. yeah, and maybe yeah, Horten and Ma because we talked about it so much, and I've noticed that a lot of people who don't speak Finnish actually like that one so maybe it's good that you don't understand the lyrics <laughs> of that one <laughs> that you know as they say do not let the truth come in a way of a good story so if people like the song let the truth yeah. keep the other side okay <laughs> yeah and music is the universal language so everybody kind of hears it the right way there yeah. is no wrong way of listening music thank you so thank you so much for, for hanging out with me on the show and uh, I, I I enjoyed this I liked your album Call for a Snake guys also go check that out and you're going to play three songs of the album okay you're up and then we shall also play pronounce that last song for me yeah okay <laughs> and then we shall also play <laughs> Yeah, truth between the lies. And that's what you're going to play off the album. The album has about 14 songs. Go, guys, it will be a treat for you. Okay. Just put it on there. Don't skip anything. Just play it in order as it is. And I, I, you will enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, on the Extreme BPM. Until next time, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays, yeah. we are here. And uh, Gia, thank you so much. Thank you. And everybody, stay healthy and safe. Definitely. The Extreme BPM.